You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Hey guys, happy hump day. Welcome to another episode of the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste, aka Shannon. It's me. And if it is your first time, welcome. This podcast, we talk about all things under the sun, all things wild, wild souls, wild taboo topics, and a little bit about me. <laughs> um, I am yeah, a podcaster, a blogger, a yoga teacher, free spirit, and what else am I? Do I really have to label myself? I don't really like labels. So this is me. This is where I hang out. And thanks for coming. Every week I try and get a cool dope soul on this podcast to share their wisdom and knowledge with you because sharing is caring. And this week I have a wonderful soul named Megan. Funny story about Megan. Um, we haven't met (laughs) and it's funny because Megan lives in Bali and that's where I currently am right now so we are getting together soon and I am so excited to meet this human she is lovely and I know you guys are gonna like her too so she shares her story about how she came to live in Bali and how she was fucked up pretty bad (laughs) fucked up pretty bad her hormonally um she can share her story too, basically how she fixed her hormonal issues and how she is helping other ladies do it too. Um, basically, you know, saying goodbye to Western medicine and really just listening to your intuition, listening to your body and healing yourself on your own terms. So I'm so excited for what she has to share with you guys today. Um, any men listening, it's Um, more so about time of the month kind of stuff, (laughs) but all the better to listen to if you have a girlfriend or want to pass on what you guys hear. So yeah, a little disclaimer there, but other than that, I can't wait for you guys to meet Megan. And while you are here, just before we get into the interview, if you like this podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or review as rating really helps new podcasts get seen and heard by more people and it would just be a nice thing for you to do and I appreciate that so much thank you for listening we are gonna get started in three two one let's go Megan welcome thank you for coming on the podcast (laughs) um I kind of always start the podcast with like people giving like an elevator pitch about themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh God, an elevator pitch. <laughs> like, uh, what's Megan Cooper like in 15 seconds? Okay, wow. Um, okay, so I'm a women's hormones um, specialist. I specialize in um, helping girls basically get back in flow with their bodies. Um, so if you've got any problems with, this is, this is a pitch to women, definitely not men. Um, <laughs> if you've got any problems with, you know, your periods, acne, weight gain, um, I'm your girl and I support you through diet and lifestyle. Um, and I live in Bali. 
So I've been away from the UK for the last three years. I've lived in Australia and now Bali. Um, and when I'm not helping women with their hormone problems, I am surfing, doing yoga, um, drinking coconuts, going to the spa. Um, that's about it, really. <laughs> that's amazing. Your life sounds so cool. <laughs> Um, okay, so many things I want to talk about with you, like, um, <laughs> go back to like the beginning, I guess, cause you also don't drink either, right? Anymore? No, I, um, I gave up drinking February, 2018. So one month, one, one year and four months, um, wow. which was very, very, yeah, it was very unlikely because I was always like a big party girl. I used to work in a corporate job. I worked in insurance. I was an insurance broker. Um, I was a big party girl kind of falling in and out of festivals and raves and um, all of that and then I decided to just give up drinking for like one month or two months or something and then just never went back so I was kind of the least likely person to give up drinking I kind of gave up by accident but um, but yes it's worked out well (laughs) you gave it up in Bali yes yeah I'd been here for I think a month and you know there were a few motivations behind it where I was um, setting up my own business and my hangovers have always been dreadful so um, I just realized that I couldn't spend half my week hungover again from like one night out and um, yeah I kind of felt like I'd just done the partying a little bit like I was just ready to really invite something new into my life and you know I've always straddled this um, kind of line between like working hard and playing hard. I used, I was a yoga teacher in my last year in London and in Australia. And, you know, my house, my classes were always to like deep house music. And it was always for people who kind of like were into fitness, but also like into partying. That was kind of like the line that I trod. Um, But then just moving progressively more and more into health and holistic health and nutrition. And it was just something that wasn't really serving me anymore. Um, so that line was kind of, I was just starting to veer on the health path and then I just went full pelt. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, let's go back to the beginning. So why you, li- you were born in the UK. That's so cool. I love your accent. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess I should say like how we met because we've actually never even met. <laughs> this is like our no. It's crazy. I can't remember. Like one of us must have just messaged the other one on um, Instagram. Me, because I'm a creep like that. I don't know what a yoga hashtag or something like that. And then I came across your Instagram page, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this chick's vibe. So cool. Oh yeah. (laughs) I feel like I feel like um, Instagram is actually a great place now for meeting, like for meeting like-minded women. Um, You know, social media has a really bad rap, but um, I've met so many amazing in in, like inspiring women. um, Just through social media so I'm very grateful to it <laughs> and now you're coming to Bali so we'll get to hang out in real life ah, I, was I was like yeah I'm like, I was like you're going alone I'm like yeah but like I'm not going alone like I know I'm like meet people just meet and you'll be fine you'll be alone for like two minutes a day you'll be sick of you'll be sick of it <laughs> oh my gosh okay so go back to Okay, what made you go to Australia and Bali? Tell me that story. So I was 22, 23 when I first started working in insurance. And it was, um, I came out of university like during the recession and um, it was quite hard to get a job. So I kind of just went into like get a job, any job uh, mentality. I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
So, and I didn't know if I, I was always like a big traveler. I loved, you know, seeing new things, new experiences. And I kind of, I didn't want to always be in the same place. Like it was a big fear of mine to just be like in London forever, um, having not explored the big wide world. So I kind of said to myself that I was going to do five years in London and then go off and travel for a year or something. Um, and as it turned out, I did almost exactly five years in London, um, which is funny, but I did four of that working in insurance and then the last year of that as a, as a yoga teacher. And I just decided that I, I thought that I wanted to go traveling for a year, but actually what I decided to do was just go and work in the board. And that was in 2016. Uh, I decided to go to Australia. I was living with Australians at the time. And I think that it started to just kind of infiltrate my subconscious. And, um, it, you know, it's somewhere that's always, it, it, it comes across as like, you know, the beach life and health and fitness and stuff. And if I wanted to go away, I really wanted to go away. So um, I, yeah, just decided to uproot my life and move to Australia in 2016. I was there for one year. And then... Um, I just moved to Bali. I had a problem with my visa in Australia. So I decided to just come and kind of assess my options in Bali and then just never left. Wow. <laughs> I never left. I feel like that's what's going to happen to me. I like come, like, um, how do I not go back? <laughs> yes. It happens to a lot of people here. I feel like literally you kind of arrive at the airport and then you're like, oh, okay, I've just moved to Asia. That's just happened. <laughs> I meet so many people here who are like, yeah, I came for a month. And that was two years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So you're, are you at like an internet cafe right now? I can like see I'm at my co-working space. I mean, I can't really, I can just show you. It's very green. <laughs> um, what is so, it space? Just like people like internet? Like what is this? Pretty much. Um, there's, so there's a big like digital nomad community um, of people who, you know, love traveling and have found a way to work online, um, who all kind of need these co-working spaces because firstly, I think that it's quite, it can be quite lonely if you decide to work online and, you know, you have your own business. Um, so it's, it's that, it provides you with that kind of like office culture where you see a lot of the same people every single day and it's very sociable, but also it has very, very good Wi-Fi because one thing that Bali does not have everywhere is great Wi-Fi. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what was I just gonna say? Okay, yeah. So you went away in 2016, and how old were you? How old are you? I don't even know. Um, I am 29. Um, so I was 27 when I moved to Australia. Just turned 27. Yeah. That's me. Yes. <laughs> well, so then you, you were in insurance, and then you were just through this shit um so how what job are you doing how do you how do you what job am I doing now yeah how do you live in Bali so I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach um and that was kind of a transition because I went from insurance uh into yoga teacher train in, into yoga yoga teaching which was obviously like a big diversion um total change of course but then I was managing a gym in Melbourne and then uh, was diagnosed with a hormone condition, which I ended up um, healing myself naturally from. So I then studied holistic health and nutrition coaching, and that's what I do now. So I support women online um, and through like at-home online programs. And yeah, that's how I managed to do what I do. <laughs> what was your condition tell me about that so yeah I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome which affects one in ten women 
uh, it's now quite like well known. It's you know it's all over the social media. It's all over um, like blogs and online. It seems like so many women now are getting diagnosed with it. When I was diagnosed in two thousand and seventeen, uh, it really wasn't as well known. Um, I I'd never heard of it. None of my friends had ever heard of it. Um, so it was kind of like a bit of a shock that I basically hadn't had periods for eight months and I'd gained lots of weight. I'd had acne. Um, I was getting like more hair on my arms and stuff, but I didn't know that this was um, part of the condition. I just thought that I should probably go and see a doctor about the fact that I hadn't had a period in eight months. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that was what I was diagnosed with. So that's what I support women mainly with um, or missing periods and things. Um, but that was... It was, it's something that doesn't have um, a cure by modern medical standards. Um, so when I was told just to go back onto the contraceptive pill and then uh, get fertility treatment if, if required, because I wasn't ovulating at all. So as it was, I probably wouldn't be able to have children naturally. So um, I just decided that that wasn't a good option. So I decided to treat myself through food and lifestyle. <laughs> oh yeah, sister. Yeah. <laughs> What is the causes of it? Like, how do, how do you get it? Does this happen? Or is there there's, well, I mean, nothing's ever random. Um, there's, a, there's a few things that do, that, that do affect it. The main causes of it are stress. Um, in like our, our hectic modern lifestyles, um, it really affects our cortisol and our adrenaline levels, which, and which really interferes with our whole endocrine system and our working for our hormones as a whole. It's also through diet. So a lot of us are eating diets that's very rich in like caffeine and uh, alcohol and sugars. And it's making our blood sugar go like this the whole time. So when our blood sugar is going like that, um, it really messes up our hormones as well. So those are the two major causes. Apart from that as well, um, some girls can get it as a result of trauma. You can be predisposed to certain things and then switch on your genes by, you know, living a kind of lifestyle that isn't supportive to your hormones. Um, a lot of like toxins as well, like poor gut health, um, it, chronic inflammation within your system. There are so many different things um, that, especially when they're when you have a number of these things, can yeah erupt into something. Wow. Yeah, that kind of reminds me, like, because I used to get, like, really bad yeast infections all the time. And, like, the doctors would just, like, prescribe me something, but I'm like, why am I getting them? Like, they wouldn't want to, like, look into the root causes of it and, like, Ooh. fix it. They just mask it with a pill. I'm like, I don't want to take pills my whole life. Like Exactly. Right? So you're just like, oh, so that's a so then how did you, you just started changing your diet, or is that what stopped you drinking alcohol, or... Um, so, I mean, I, when I was diagnosed, I knew nothing really about health. You know, I knew about yoga, but as a kind of physical movement, um, having come from a corporate background and someone that was kind of like quite high intensity, um, I never saw yoga as kind of like a chill out practice really. Um, so I, um, I knew a lot about fitness, um, managing a gym and stuff, but I didn't know about health. You know, I didn't know about actual well-being and nourishing our bodies and the fact that food can be used as medicine. That was revolutionary to me. Um, I literally read like a blog by a naturopath that just said that you can um, help reverse hormonal conditions through food. And I was like, that's 
amazing. <laughs> so I, t- I ended up taking, I took the contraceptive pill for two months um, because I just wanted a period. Like I felt so disgusting within my body, mm. having not had one for so long. Um, but as soon as I read that, I just threw them all away and decided to just kind of try my luck at it. I had no idea what I was doing because I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know anything about food, didn't know anything about health. Um, but I just kind of went from there and just learned on the job and used my body as a bit of a science experiment and um, it managed to pay off. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So how long did it take you before you got your period when you, when you started? Um, five months. That's a long time. Yeah. It is. I mean, five months, it's, it was a short, it was a short, a shorter time than I imagined it would be, but it's a long time to just kind of be waiting. But you know, our hormones take time. Like we, we don't mess them up overnight so they don't fix themselves overnight either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember being like, yeah, for my yeast infections, I changed my diet to a certain way that they told me to do it. And it was like so strict to a T and it was like four months and I'm like, it's still not getting better. So it's like, yes. Frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I think I could have done it a lot quicker if I'd known what I was doing from the yeah. beginning, because, you know, I, I was literally kind of trying trying different things and making mistakes and stuff. Um, so I think if you know what you're doing from the beginning, it's a lot easier. But, you know, I was working from kind of like zero to, to a hundred. Right. Yeah. So people like if a girl's struggling with this or whatever is this, that's pretty much what you coach them on and mm-hmm. the diet and give them all the stuff that you did that's, yes that's yeah cool. yeah 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 and really personalize it to what's going on in their life because everyone's different you know it's not just like a tailor make program you know you've, you've got the foundation but then you need to kind of fit it into your life depending on your condition and the causes and stuff like that so I help kind of I help women identify the causes that it might be I can't medically diagnose them um but I can just help them with different things that are going on that's so cool Megan thank you (laughs) I I remember seeing one of your posts about periods and I was like fuck you're like love your period and I'm like that's impossible (laughs) but I know right once you posted that and I'm like okay I'm gonna be more mindful of like how I think about my period and stuff because I used to just hate it because I'd get so bad cramps Mm-hmm. And I, like changed my thinking of it and like the past two periods I haven't had any cramps which is the weirdest freaking thing the weirdest thing that's like, amazing I love definitely I have to be in bed all day for the first day yeah see that's the thing it's like we push against our bodies so much you know we've been told that it's not okay to have period pain and it's not okay to feel hormonal and you know being and have PMS and stuff so of course like we just push against it the whole time and you know your body in the in the kind of gear up towards your period is like you become more tired like you want to be by yourself that's like a natural thing because that's like the flow of your energy but you know we're told that that's kind of not okay so we try and like push through and still go to the gym and still pump weights and you know still work as much as we as much as we were two weeks before that stuff and because of that I feel like our body just kind of screams so much more so that's when we get worse PMS or worst period pain but when we just make space for it and kind of learn to just appreciate it in our lives you just feel a lot less like you're fighting yeah yeah you know I was like flabbergasted I'm like maybe she's onto something well clearly she is (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so do you when you were doing it do you do you live a plant-based lifestyle or 
What's your diet? So I, I've, I've, met, I've, I've changed my diet around a lot. Um, when I was recovering from my PCOS, I, was, I started off as someone that, had, that said that they would never go vegetarian, ever. When I was doing my yoga teacher training, I was just like, I'm not becoming a yoga teacher if I have to go vegetarian, um, <laughs> which you don't have to. But um, I was having a diet that was rich in like a lot of processed meat probably and a lot of red meat um so that was and because of the inflammation that you can have in your body um with things like pcos i stripped all of that out so i did go vegetarian i then went vegan um unfortunately i was never i was never a great vegan like i kept accidentally eating stuff with egg in it or something like that i don't think i was committed from the beginning um but now i'm i'm very mindful i do have some animal protein so i have eggs and i have fish um just because i found that that works for my body you know everyone is very different some people really thrive on a vegan diet some people find it a lot harder for their bodies so I would say that my diet is probably like 90% plant-based. Um, and then I have fish a few times a week um, and then some eggs as well. But just kind of work intuitively with like what my body feels like it needs per day. Yeah, eating intuitively is interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been a process though to get to eating intuitively because I think like at the beginning, when we've been eating a certain way for so long, like our bodies and our taste buds have been kind of totally corrupted. Um, like our taste buds are like, I want sugar, I want sugar. And it's like our, bodies doesn't, our body doesn't actually want that. You know, our cravings are so intense. So we have to kind of like retrain our bodies and then we can work like intuitively with our body, I've found. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, when I was cutting out sugar too, it was like amazing how it tasted different. Like an apple tasted so sweet after I didn't have sugar for a while. I was like, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I heard the food. I'm all about food. I'm such a foodie. This food in Bali. It's, it's next level. It's next level. Honestly, it's so hard because like living, I shouldn't complain. It's not hard. <laughs> but it's hard in the, um, you know, I live in a place that is like a holiday destination. So of course, like every single restaurant, is so good that I could just I could just spend all day every day eating if I wanted to so that is a challenge I literally wake up in the morning and I'm like what amazing place should I eat at today and it's all super healthy like you know I could just sit in a cafe and just eat all day every day which I do do sometimes <laughs> oh my gosh you, well you obviously you obviously have a place with the kitchen and stuff so you cook your own food too I do, but the food is actually, like, it's such good value here, and it's so yummy that I just end up eating out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me here, and I'm like, hey, I really need to stop doing that, and then you make things I want food. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I heard from Bali. Food is amazing. So good. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. So, yeah, that's just cool how you can make like if someone wanted okay not asking for myself but maybe like if someone wanted to go to bali and like how did you figure out that you were gonna like work for yourself you just made it work i i always wanted to work for myself um literally i remember when i first when i got my first job um i'm like my dad phoned me like a few weeks into it and he was like how are you going I was like, I just don't get it. Like, I have to go in, like, every day. And I have to be there at my desk at a certain time, even if I don't want to be. 
And like, I have to put my holiday into like an Excel spreadsheet. Like, I just don't get it. Um, and like literally from day one, I wanted to work for myself just because I wanted to have more freedom in my schedule. I think I'm someone that um, I'm more self-motivated. Like I, I, I wanted to work from like a place of passion rather than like going to a job that I didn't really, maybe it was just that I didn't really like the job as well. Um, but I just really wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to work for myself. And I also wanted the freedom to travel. So that was kind of like a seed in my mind from the very, very beginning. And then it was just finding or finding a way to do that. You know, I wouldn't have been able to have really done that in insurance. I might have been able to, you know, go and get like a, a supplement elsewhere or move to a city like Singapore or Hong Kong or New York or something like that, which would have been amazing. Um, but I think I just had it in my head that I wanted to be able to just live exactly where I wanted. Um, so it was just finding, um, yeah, a way to do that. And, you know, luckily for me, I landed on, a vocation that I am super passionate about because you know it was a condition that affected um, PCOS was a condition that affected my life in you know such a negative way that I really wanted to help women with that so I managed to find something that I was passionate about and which gave the freedom um, to me to move around so I'm very very lucky in that respect. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's like your passion right like helping people is this what I feel like we all are doing or need to do. In totally totally you know it's it's something that gives us so much vitality as humans you know when we are helping others um and when we're you cast it really enhances your sensation of like connectedness and um being part of something greater than us which really sustains us you know on a deep soul level i think yeah so with what made you want to live in bali and stay there oh the weather, the lifestyle. <laughs> um, you know, I love, I love the UK, um, but for me, the weather was always an issue. You know, people say, oh, why did you leave the UK? And I always like laugh when I say like literally because of the weather, but the weather was a big part of it. You know, I'm such like a, I'm a sunshine girl. I love being by the ocean and um, it used to grate on me, the amount that it rained <laughs> in the UK. Um, and so the weather is a big thing for me, you know, the lifestyle that I can, um, that I live 10 minutes from the ocean and I can go surfing and I can live this like healthy lifestyle, which is full of yoga and great foods um, for less. And, you know, Bali, I think for me, I'd actually come to Bali a number of times before I moved here and it just felt like home. You know, the first time I came here was 2014. I was in a very, very different place in my life. Um, I was still working insurance. I was still partying a lot. I was drinking a lot, smoking a lot, taking a lot of drugs, not being very healthy. Um, and then we kind of came here for like a single girls like holiday, um, which we did. We partied a lot. We had like a single girls holiday. But when I got to Ubud, which is um, it's a beautiful place in Bali, it actually me Ubud means medicine. It's full of lots of healing, lots of yoga. And when I got there, it was just like something switched on inside my body. You know, my behavior didn't change. I was still partying and stuff, but it was just like something kind of awoke in me a little bit. And I was just like, hmm, maybe there's something else coming in my life. And um, it just held such an amazing place in my heart. And I went back a couple more times and they were all at very, um, 
very important times in my life. I actually came to Bali um, for a few weeks in 2017. That was when I got my period back. Uh, I got my period back in Bali. Um, so it was like a very emotional time for me. Um, and I just completely fell in love with this place. I had like a very deep connection with it. And I think that a lot of people do. And it just feels like home. So yeah, when I came here, um, having moved from Australia and arrived in Bali, soon as I got to the airport and I just smelt like the incense and stuff, I was like, oh, here we go. And it's, I mean, you're, you're fine, I'm sure, when you come. Like, it's just, the whole place kind of like lives and breathes love. Um, you know, the Balinese people are beautiful. Um, there's just so much love everywhere. It's a very spiritual place. Um, they have a big sense of community and religion and spirituality. And, you know, there's, they're always going to the temple and making offerings. And it's, you just feel so, um, like, treasured here. Very held, I think, by Bali. Um, so that's why Bali. Yeah. <laughs> that's an amazing answer. Makes me yeah, wonder. good. <laughs> well, you're coming, so you'll feel it for yourself. <laughs> Um, are you gonna you have no plans to leave either do you ever feel like I'll go back home or I'll go somewhere else or um I don't have any plans to go anywhere else you know I I I like to travel so I definitely want there are other places high up on my list that I want to visit um but I wouldn't I don't think live anywhere else right now um long term long term I kind of keep my options open I think it would upset my mother too much if I if I said that I wanted to stay here forever <laughs> um, but sorry I was gonna say do you miss your family or do they miss you or like how did that work it's, out? <laughs> it's hard you know I've been I'm an only child as well so it is it is hard on my parents um, but I've been away for three years and it's amazing the technology that we have these days of just being able to like WhatsApp, FaceTime, you know, all these things. Like my parents read my Instagram, um, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, the world has become a really small place and it's good as well because, you know, when I was living in Australia, they came over and visited me and they hadn't done much traveling before. So it was really nice to like get them to come and see a totally different part of the world. And I think they're going to come out to Bali as well. So I think like long term, I, I don't know. My options are kind of open. Um, but yeah, I think I'll be, I'll be here for the foreseeable future. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, I don't think I would either. I mean, I don't know. It's funny. I already feel like, yep, I'm, I'm just so excited. I think it's starting to hit me now. But I'm just yeah. And like, you know, once you find a little family and I, I, I find that um, when you when you live abroad, your friends become so close because um, you know that they're, they're everything to you. They're there like for the good times. They're there when you're sick. They're there when you're crying. You know, and you can't like run to like siblings or parents or something. So your friends just it, you just become so tightly knit. So I think when you find those people, it really feels a lot more like home too. Do you have a few of those people? I do. I'm very, very lucky. I found some amazing friends here. Um, my best friend, Gabby, who's um, also a coach. She specializes in trauma. Um, she, she literally came up to me at a meditation class. Um, <laughs> and she, she just, yeah, she came up to me. She was like, I just felt like I needed to talk to you. And literally from that day on, we've been like inseparable best friends. Um, and yeah, I just meet a lot of friends at like cafes and yoga and stuff like that. I think it attracts so many like-minded people, um, you know, people who love traveling, people who are working 
online running their own businesses people who love all the same stuff as you so yeah you just have to kind of trust and yeah just the right people will come to you I think but you know that's that's the same in all of life I feel like the more that you align to who you are and the more that you follow your passions the more that like these people the right people come to you anyway a thousand percent you attract yeah. same vibrations totally totally and the more that yeah definitely the more that i've stepped into who i am and yeah then the more the more the more those people have come so yeah so what's next for you continuing to help girls yeah oh it's i have lots of i have a very exciting year actually um so i've just um for the last six months i've been working with a team um called east west which is uh they are originally just a yoga teacher training um company they're extremely successful and extremely good at what they do and they have just launched into doing online um, at-home holistic health programs so they have one on depression one on gut health one on anxiety and one on women's hormones so the last six months i've been working with them um with combined also with a nutritionist here uh, a yoga uh, teacher from the yoga barn in Ubud and uh, a meditation teacher we stole from an ashram in India <laughs> and the four of us have made this uh, can, have made this at home women's hormone program uh, which is everything from diet to stress to uh, daily yoga at home videos meditation guides um, and so yeah we've been working on that for the last six months and we have, we're um, releasing that at the moment which is very very exciting so we've got that. I'm also uh, planning a retreat out here as well um, in October, which is very exciting. We're releasing that this week. Um, and I'm also going back to the UK for August. So I'm planning on doing lots of um, workshops uh, for women as well. So that will be learning to work with your cycle. You know, I know that you've benefited so much from that. So learning to work with your cycle, um, learning about how to support your, your uh, hormones and your period health through nutrition, through lifestyle. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of reawakening your femininity by working with your cycle and, you know, unleashing like your creativity and your inspiration and things like that, literally all just coming from working with your own body. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing when I go back home over the summer. Oh my gosh. Thinking, so yeah. Yes. I want to do your treat. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you might still be here. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did first time you had to come back a couple I wouldn't I didn't even know like what do you I wouldn't even know what to do <laughs> like but I guess I have you to help me <laughs> yes exactly exactly we got you covered <laughs> so funny so where can people find you or if like girls need help and like yes so yeah my Instagram is um is the best place which is higher love underscore with Megan I have higher love tattooed on my arm yeah thank you it was um yeah it was during a period in my life last year where yeah me and my me and my friends um we just started asking this question of like what would, what would higher love do um which is kind of when, when you're not operating from this place of like fear scarcity and ego and just working from this place of like love and abundance and that was kind of how we started to navigate our life navigate our decisions kind of what would we do really working from a place of love and um that's how i got higher love on my arm and yeah helping helping i wanted to help women move into that place um through their health so it became higher love underscore with Megan. <laughs>
So um, yeah, Instagram's the best place. I'm working on my new website at the moment as well, which is very exciting. Um, which is high, is it going to be higher hyphen now? Instagram's best. I kind of remember what my own new website is. So. <laughs> Instagram. Okay. Hi. Instagram. Yes. Got it. Cool. I hope people will find you and just follow you because your page is lit. It's so awesome. Yeah. Thanks, girl. I love yours too. And that's why I'm so excited to meet you. Yeah. Okay. So much fun. Ah, I can't even contain my excitement right now. Um, yeah, but like all your, I'm like the photos and I can't believe that place is real. It's like every photo you're like naked in like a field of grass. I'm just like so good. Yes. Yeah, I know. Loads of my friends back home just like, are you naked all the time in Bali? I'm like, mm. I mean, a lot of the time. Sometimes I do put clothes on, but, yeah. but yes, probably need to more often. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. You're amazing. You're, You're so welcome. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It's been, a, been great to chat to you, and I can't wait to meet you more in person. Namaste, girlfriend. Yeah, namaste.